0: Rewind. Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind.
1: Good evening. Another edition of The Law Report with me, Michael Mattening. Bill, it's good to be here. Tonight, we're talking about the Small Claims Court. That is, all the small claims that you may have and that you want to know, uh, have answered by my experts that are joining me tonight. I'm joined by, no surprise, Nobizitam Lilo, as well as uh, Mr. Hendro Duplessis. He's a senior magistrate as well as a senior uh, small claims commissioner. So do give us a call, 86 for all your small claims matters.
2: The Law Report. With Michael Matwening, Bell Kaya FM
1: ninety-five point nine. All right, that's a law report. That's them, Lilo.
2: Good evening. Good evening, Mike. It's good, 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 very good that you're back. Um, (laughs) And. uh it's, it's it's very good that you bake that that seat was very heavy was that a heavy seat no, but you right. did well man i was listening
1: to <laughs> i was listening and i was like i was like hey <laughs> and i and i and i got out of my of my comfort zone and i was like you know no matter what i'm gonna come to yeah to, to work today to, to but to my, we know what's um, happening you, you, end you on know, know you know like there's these guys when when they take leave when they come back they're like hey man when Actually, we don't need you anymore. You know? So I don't want to take my leave too long until they realize that actually they don't need me anymore. But, but thank you, brother, for, 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 for keeping things going. Always a pleasure, Mike. And uh, I also uh, want to welcome on the line uh, Mr. Hendro Duplessis. He's a senior magistrate as well as a senior small claims commissioner. Uh, Mr. Duplessis, good evening and thank you so much for joining us on The Law Report.
3: Hi, oh, Yes, good evening, Michael, and good evening to the listeners as well.
1: I suppose it's a uh, bit of good news um, that the um, monetary jurisdiction of the Small Claims Court has been increased um, from 15,000 to 20,000 rands.
3: And that, yeah, that's correct. I um, just want to uh, make clear that uh, that that is only implemented uh, from the 1st of April this year.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: So up to the 1st of April, the jurisdiction will be 15,000 rand, and then from the 1st of April, it will be 20,000 rand.
1: I see. So it starts on the first of April. Here's another thing. You know, I I, I don't know the extent of um um uh, the extent to which the small claims court is used by the citizens of South Africa. In your view, is it something that uh, South Africans are generally aware of and take full advantage of?
3: I think it is indeed. Um, especially in your, in your bigger centres, uh, you find that uh, the small claims courts are very active. I, I know, for example, in Johannesburg, in Soweto, and Victoria, you have uh, small camps courts sitting every evening from Mondays to Thursdays, and in many of those courts you have four four or five courts sitting every night, uh, doing approximately uh, 15 to 20 cases. So you're looking at 80, 90 cases per night every night in the big centrums. Um, in the smaller smaller areas, the rural areas, um, you know, you might only have the court sitting once a week or once a month, mm-hmm. uh, but the, the small claims court is definitely being used uh, more and more, and because the, the monetary jurisdiction is increasing, uh, you find uh, that because you don't need to use an attorney and there's no significant costs involved, that uh, members of the public are, are turning to the small claims court more and
1: more to uh, to to institute claims. Any questions that relate to small claims courts, you've got a claim against somebody, you have some questions that you want to ask, do feel free to give us a shout, 086 You can also send me a tweet, I'm at Bill. That's my Twitter handle. I'm joined in the studio by Ngobzi Tamlilo and on the line by Mr. Hendro Duplessis. He's the uh, magistrate as well as a commissioner um, at the small claims court. So very well equipped and uh, able to take all of your questions and inquiries. So do you, use, do you take full advantage of this? Um, Mr. Duplessis, if you take, for example, um, you know, a high court, constitutional court, all of them, you know where they are because there's a building out there that says whatever court it might be, including Magistrates' Court. Now, a lot of people might say, well, they've never seen an office of a small claims court. Where are these small claims courts to be found?
3: Um, In most instances, I would say in 99% of the the cases, uh, your local Magistrates' Court... Uh, has a small claims court um, so it has an office of a small claims court clerk uh, where all the administrati- administrative issues are dealt with mm-hmm. and then it has a uh, normally one of the civil courts uh, are also used uh, as, a, as a small claims court and uh, yeah, as I indicated, those courts either sit during the evenings or, in some instances, they will sit in the late afternoons to assist the public.
1: And then, and then, so, so, so they, they sit late afternoons, late evenings. When do I go if I want to refer a case? Can I go in the evening, or must I go in? Are they available in the mornings?
4: Yeah,
3: the process the person to uh, to proceed with a claim in a small claims court is you have to. Start off by writing a uh, a letter of demand to uh, the other party, uh, basically informing the other party that you are suing them for an amount of money. Mm -hmm. Now, that those administrative functions are dealt with by the clerk of the court, the clerk of the small claims court, um, at any magistrate's court, and they are available during office hours from quarter to eight in the mornings to quarter past four in the afternoons. Any member of the public can approach them at any time assist them to uh, prepare the letter of demand to have it uh, served or assist them uh, to, to show them or tell them how to have it served and then once the, uh, the time period uh, that you have to wait in terms of the act has lapsed, mm-hmm. normally 14 calendar days you return back to the clerk of the small claims court who will then assist you with a, the issuing of a summons, the clerk will inform you how to serve the summons On the summons, there will be a date uh, for a hearing of the matter, a court, and a time. uh, And then, depending on whether that that specific small transport sits in the afternoon or in the evening, you and the other party then have to attend the court session during the afternoon uh, and the evening. So you have the admin staff that's available right through the day, Mm -hmm. and you have the court settings uh, happening either in the late afternoon
1: or early evening. I'm taking your calls on 86 0, uh, 8, 6, 00, 00 9. Unati, you're calling from Mondia. Good evening.
4: Hi. Hi. Good evening, um, Michael uh, and your guests. Um, look, I've got a question regarding a follow-up after you've been to the small claims court and mm-hmm. the person is committed to paying and they... Maybe never do. Uh, let me give you a scenario. So I went to the small claims court in November of 2017. This lady committed to paying, and she only made two payments. Um, of the 13K that she owed me, she only made 2000 of three. about was thousand and there was over 7000 left. And by January of 2018, she stopped paying. So I then went back to the small claims court. They referred me to the sheriff. I had to go to the sheriff's offices and pay, and then you know I kept having to go back to the sheriff to find out what's happening and they would tell me that they go there uh, they can see that someone is inside the house but they can't access because the gates are closed so they cannot access the house they cannot um, attach anything basically and I, it got to a point where I just had to just you know cut my losses and um move on with my life. Mm. So I just, uh, sometimes I think maybe um, the whole uh, system is just a, 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 a dog with no teeth and, or other peop- either people don't respect it or they know that if they don't pay uh, whoever it is that they owe, um, nothing's going to happen because that's exactly what happened in my case. Um, it's a year later, um, nothing's come out of it, mm. especially from the sheriff's side. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Dr. Uh, Mr. Duplessis do you want to take that? Yes, yes. Um,
3: look, the, the reality is that uh, unfortunately um, once one has obtained a judgment in the small claims court uh, the execution process of that uh, judgment um, takes place in the magistrates court so the talk of the small claims court uh, transfers the matter to the magistrates court and then all the remedies that are available uh, in the magistrates court uh, are, are then also available to uh, a plaintiff in the small claims court uh, those remedies will include as the listener indicated a warrant of execution against property that's affected and and, and dealt with by the sheriff um, but there is also uh, other remedies like pursuing uh, the defendant or the debtor in the death court the so-called section 65 court or bringing an application to attach money that's in a bank account, or something like that. The problem with uh, with the sheriff is that um, you know, if you if you have an attorney that represents you, uh, the attorney does all the dirty work and all the confrontation with the sheriff and follow up with the sheriff and so on. Mm. Uh, unfortunately, where uh, a plaintiff uh, pursues a matter in the small claims court, you you are you do everything. You are. Uh, your own attorney, you are your own tracing agent, you are your own debt collector. And um, so, uh, if the sheriff doesn't do what the sheriff is supposed to do, and this listener was saying that uh, the sheriff says that the, the place is locked and they can't get access. Now that, that is just quite frankly, uh, a sheriff not doing his or her mm. work. Um, the act very clearly, in those circumstances, stipulates that a sheriff can uh, utilize the services of a locksmith. Uh, can even get the police or for that matter, the red ants these days to assist him or her and gain access to the property, make an attachment and later remove uh, the property. Um, so, you know, if the sheriff's not doing his or her work, uh, a member of the public's recourse is to uh, to put pressure on the sheriff. You know, because have, have, uh, he's, he's, we'll find out who the deputy sheriff is that's dealing with the matter. Uh, speak to the sheriff face-to-face, follow-up regularly on what the sheriff is doing. And if the sheriff's not doing his work, then uh, you can pursue a claim against uh, that sheriff at the board of sheriffs. Uh, and, and, you know, there are remedies available. Um, the public shouldn't just sit back and, you know, accept what the sheriff says, and, and, and that's the end of the catch. Uh, they they need to be active in, because they are not represented by attorney. They need to be active in the pursuance of the execution of their judgment, and they need to. It is it is a reality that the public isn't always, uh, you know, fully informed of their rights and what mm-hmm. they can, how far they can uh, deal with the sheriff. But uh, if you're not happy with, with the sheriff's scheme, you complain to the board of sheriffs, and you uh, you take the matter further.
1: And 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 I must say, I mean. Um, Unati, from having um, listened to how far you've come, you've got judgment, you've secured two payments, and somebody just sort of stopped paying. So it seems to me that the court itself has worked and served you well. But, but, you know, as attorneys, you know, uh, is there a broader problem with regard to sheriffs? Because, you you know, it's becoming increasingly so, in my experience, that with every second or third case, where service has got to happen, particularly on an individual, where you know uh, not, not open during office hours, individuals who are you know are, are not like serving at an office. It's it's seeming to me, and it could just be my own personal experiences, that there there is an increase in problems with with sheriffs and and execution. And I can imagine if I get frustrated as an as an attorney, yeah, I can imagine somebody who has a warrant. That originates from the small claims court, and not knowing, you know, having fought this whole battle, and now having to fight another battle, it, it, is my observation. Sort of widely shared, and, and if and if and whatever your answer to that is, the follow up question is, a person like like um, uh, like the caller, I think it was George. Unati, U- Unati I beg your pardon. What a what a what a twist. Um, a person like Unati. How, how, what can they do yeah. now that they are here, and without necessarily having to chase for another six weeks or eight weeks?
2: Yeah, well, it's a, it's um it's an interesting take that you, you you are giving that the 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 problem is no longer on the judicial system insofar as the court process uh, in the strict sense of the word is mm-hmm. concerned. It is now at the execution um, stage. Um, well. I've had generally good experiences with with sheriffs. Well, that's um, a good thing. Yeah, um, maybe it's it's cases where uh, because now now they have this new thing that they do on the return of service. The the return of service is the document that you get after the serve. sheriff is is attempted to serve where. The right to say we attempted to do this and then they put their id numbers or, or, mm, or, or the person they spoke to yes and and i i got a sense that there was an attempt to to force the sheriffs to do exactly what that which you're complaining about that they should be able to to uh, to do their job um so i i, I haven't had the, the the kind of experience that you but, the, but it, i mean using
1: unati's experience how no, it seems to me quite nonsensical for somebody to say, I can see they inside the house, yeah. and remember that a sheriff. Yeah, yeah, sure. I can see they inside a house, but I'm just going to walk right back yeah, where sure. I come from. Yeah, um, and 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 Unati then gets to
2: even a point where he's feeling you know what i'm just going to let this go yeah no no that's no that's that, that's a that's a fair that's a fair point mm. what i wanted also to 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 check mike and, mm. and to problematize this thing a little bit further is to say if the jurisdiction of the of the small, small claims court is 15000 and now being increased to 20000 and you're not allowed legal representation and, and a lawyer and so forth and so forth and and, and mr duplessis was was correctly saying uh if you have a if a, if a warrant of execution, it's better because the lawyers do all the shouting and screaming, like like in your in your mm-hmm. case. Doesn't then it follow that once you have been granted a judgment by the small claims court, and you are, for you to execute the judgment, you need the magistrate court to give you the warrant. Mm then doesn't it follow that if you are now in possession of the, of the warrant, it is no longer a small claims court matter, it is now a matter of the magistrate court, and therefore you are now entitled to use a lawyer at that stage.
1: But, I mean, is, does that not defeat, I mean, it's less about your rights, does that not defeat why the small claims court is designed in the first place? To make sure, because, I mean, if you came, if somebody came to you, you'd charge them that entire 20,000 rand. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and it's not funny, it's terrible. Um, <laughs> are you talking about yourself <laughs> so the whole idea behind a small claims court is exactly that let's no, create a mechanism through which people can ventilate articulate and fight over issues without necessarily you know if you're pursuing it's and remember that the claim is between zero or one rand to uh fifteen thousand rand so somebody could be suing for 2000 then they could be okay. well entitled to point. it you yeah. know what i mean yeah. so so your, your point it could potentially be right but it's not the kind of right that is helpful
2: yeah um well, I, I i was thinking around uh, getting around this issues of, of being able to enforce mm. um but but i take the point yeah. I, I, but I, I guess i mean I I, I I i if it's a warrant
1: it's no longer a right of appearance so a sheriff can't refuse an attorney the right to call and say, where are you with this process? Yeah. So it's no longer a Locustandi. You don't need Locustandi to talk to a sheriff. Yeah. Um, all right. So um, I think we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk some more about uh, Small Claims Court. And um, this is a show for you. This is a show that we've designed for you, hoping to help you with some of the issues that you've had um, and and for you to know, you know. So I think one of the things is that you don't have to go and shout at um, amlilo if he owes you fifteen thousand rands. you can just sue him and you don't need a lawyer you can just go to the small claims court and 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 get help yourself so that's what we're talking about any questions that you might have any advice that you might seek do you give us a shout 086 0000959 we're back after this know your rights know the law the law report with michael mitzvining bill Welcome back to The Law Report. I'm in conversation with Nubizita Mlilo, as well as Mr. Hendrik Duplessis, and he's a senior magistrate, as well as a uh, senior small claims commissioner at the Tembisa Magistrates Court. Um, And we're trying to understand, you know, of course, we're talking about this because of the good news that the jurisdiction, the monetary jurisdiction, um, is going to be increased as at the 1st of April from 15,000 rands to 20,000 rands. And um, that is, of course a very good thing um, um uh, because it allows more disputes and uh, more disputes to, to to be handled at that level as opposed to having to go to a magistrate's court which is complex and 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 would oftentimes, although not always um demand that you have at least the aid of an attorney and um, let's talk about um uh mr Duplessis. um you know i suppose um the, you have described the letter of demand that the the clerks at the courts can help you draft and then you come back and, and and one of the things that people would worry about is is technicalities that may be raised um you know in 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 ordinary litigation magistrate court high court you can litigate for a good year or two just on technical point and 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 one wonders how these are handled at at a small claims court um you know how do you how do you ensure that somebody who's not, in tra- who's not trained in law is aided and is able to ventilate and project their case in, 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 a, in, a, in a manner that allows the presiding commissioner to, to arrive at a fair and just decision?
3: Well, um, I'll start off by saying that, uh, you know, the Small Court, the whole process is uh, what you refer to in legal terms, inquisitorial. Right. So the uh, presiding commissioner plays a very active role uh during the proceedings. It's not like a magistrate's court or a high court where the presiding magistrate or judge is just this referee and the parties present their case and they stand and and they fall by whatever they present. A Small Claims Court Commissioner uh, plays a very active role. Um, uh, Another big benefit that a Small Claims Court Commissioner has is that the Small Claims Court Act specifically states that the strict rules uh, uh, of law, of the law of evidence, doesn't apply and that a presiding commissioner can... Uh, can ascertain any relevant fact in any manner as the Commissioner uh, may deem fit and uh, a fact can be disproved uh, uh, either by submitting oral evidence or uh, evidence in writing like for example an affidavit or so so Mm. um, the the process is not that formal in court Uh, even if a party comes with technicalities uh, it is up to the presiding commissioner to decide if there is any prejudice for the other party. And where you in a magistrates court will have the case probably postponed for weeks or months to deal with that aspect. Uh, in the small claims court, the small claims court commissioner deals with it that evening, makes decisions. Um, if it matter is postponed. It's postponed for short periods to gather evidence or clarify issues. Um, and you get your judgment normally either the same evening or very shortly after the case was set down for the for the first time. So when it comes to uh, technicalities and things like that, you you're not hogged up with technicalities in the small claims. Yes, there is certain uh, remedies in law where there has to be compliance, and and that might necessitate a postponing of the case. But um, one uh, works inquisitorial, and you try and assess and assist the two parties as quickly and as
1: effectively as possible so 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 in inquisitorial essentially as i understand um is is that the presiding officer or the commissioner or the judge whatever the case might be um actually can can get, extract information out of the the litigants and, and ask yes. questions that assist him to understand better yes yes and 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 yes. and and, 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 and I, Mlilo, I guess it almost takes a form of you presenting even to induna um, in 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 a traditional setting and saying, you know this is what happened uh, this guy's cattle uh, grazed on on my vegetation um, and then it's not a somebody just sitting and listening they're engaging and what I'm just wondering and and certainly was wondering when, when mr Duplessis was talking was was Take this this process that is now happening in the small claims court. It seems to me that it it would have the effect of having disputes resolved quicker. Yeah. Is there room to import some of the good oh some of the good that comes out of it and and, 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 and and bring it into mainstream law and have less technicalities and have and just try to get to the heart of the issues. Did your cow, you know, did your cow <laughs> did your cattle graze on, on this guy 's vegetation let 's talk about the the crux of the matter and let 's not engage for six months twelve twelve months on technical issues Is, is there room for that or, 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 or is there a good reason why technicalities exist?
2: Yeah, you 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 would remember all those debates we used to have in jurisprudence about positivism and uh, the predict predictability of law and and, and so forth. I, I think that there is there is uh, there is there is room for that in a sense that um, because you see when you in the small claims court what you're really talking about you're talking about people that might not necessarily be uh, trained in law and
1: yeah, mainly law. But take law that. In, I mean whether. Whether we're fighting over two thousand five hundred or twenty-five million, right? Mm-hmm. Ultimately, you're going to have to show that it's due and payable to you. And 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 from what I understand from Mr. Duplessis, Duplessis is that you hit at the heart of that, and the magistrate is involved to say, yeah, 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 okay, sure. Yeah, yeah, just, all right, like, just answer this question and can get to the heart of the things that he needs to determine. And, and it's a bad example because I'm taking a criminal case. Um, but take the, the, the case of a former president. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and I'm the first to concede that it's a bad example because I can't readily think of, of a case that's publicly known. But check how the issue of, um, of, of, of a criminal case has essentially... With the ve- technical points that had been raised over time, taken about a decade to get to a point where you almost nearly kind of can be in a position to prosecute. And now now forget the flaws in that example and, and take then and, 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 and think of that being in a civil case where for, for months and months you're going on a technical point.
2: I, I think there's room for the importance of technicalities because they, they create certainty. Mm-hmm. Um, it, and, and what is just is not always legal. Um, mm-hmm. And, and I, I, I would err on the side of saying, let the technicalities be, be permitted to the extent that they create certainty so that people are able to predict the consequences of their action in future. Mm-hmm. If we were to descend to a situation where it almost becomes a value judgment, uh given what the presiding officer thinks uh is fair in those particular circumstances mm. um i think we 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 will we we'll be moving towards subjectivity rather than um a, an objective process so I, I i would maybe it's by reason of training that we are trained in a in a technical in a technical mm-hmm. way which is why i for instance would have problems with the jury system in the in the states because it's um it's you, you're literally taking people that are not and then just put them together it's how they feel about it and what they think about a particular testimony and then they think you're guilty and the jury returns a guilty verdict uh, only perhaps to be overturned by by a superior court on on technical, on on a much more proper application of law if i may call it that so i think while there's room for finding what is I suppose that's what the constitutional court would say when they say what is just and equitable Mm -hmm. is to try and accommodate that which is not properly anticipated in in law but I would more likely edge on the side of allowing technicalities so that it creates predictability for the people who are in that particular case and and indeed for the future
1: well I I, you know I I, uh, 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 Mr. Diplicy you actually wear two hats on the one hand you sit as a senior magistrate um, and on the other, you sit as a senior small claims commissioner. So, so by day you you're handling your cases in one way, and in the evening, quite another.
3: Can I give you a practical example? Mm-hmm. Something as simple as um, you know, everybody these days are have uh, have smartphones um, and they can record and they can take photos and so on. If you want to prevent that type of evidence in a magistrate's court, there is a whole scenario of legislation that you have to comply with, (laughs) everything from the Electronic Communications Act right through to uh, To to presenting it. But in the small claims court, because the uh, the strict rules of evidence don't apply. Mm. Um, we get many situations where a party will say, you know, you're confronted with two conflicting versions. There's no witnesses. There's nobody that can corroborate or back a, 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 a version. But the, the, the defendant will come and say, but I've got a telephone recording on my smartphone where this plaintiff, this very plaintiff said this or said that.
1: Yeah, and it's right there and there. Said,
3: yeah, you can, you can say, okay, well, let's listen to this. <laughs> and let's hear it and take it from there and make a decision, you know. Yeah.
1: Um, and 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 very good example. And thank you for that. Which do you now think is better?
3: Which is better? Yeah. <laughs> in the in the in the magistrate court, the presiding officer is is I feel sometimes as being a pawn that's being played by the two sets of attorneys. <laughs> and they in the small claims court, you get like you said earlier, you get to the to the you cut to the straight to the. To the middle of the matter, and you and you deal with it there and then. You don't, you don't beat around the bush and come with stories from the side. You know.
2: Sure. So, yeah. but, so, what's, what, what's the answer? The answer is that you want no, to You <laughs> No, he he's didn't say that. It's clear. He's clear as day. He says. He says A small claim. Why are you speaking <laughs> for him? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: He didn't understand you. I understand you, Mr. Duplessis. What is your answer?
3: Yeah, as I said, you know. Um, uh, when I drive away from Tembisa Sometimes sitting in the small game's court I feel I've achieved something You don't necessarily
2: feel that if you're sitting in another court He's not giving me an answer, you no, see that like, like, <laughs> like Miller, you He's want, giving you, you a Actually, <laughs> his answer is better than your answer Your answer was
5: positivism.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take a call uh, Albert from Midran, good evening to you and
0: welcome just, just, um... Hello, Albert and Hello, how are you?
1: Well, and you? I'm
0: great, thanks Good. Yes, um, I've got a situation um, where at work uh, my boss bumped my car as I was like coming in and he bumped my
1: Hmm. Yes. Right. The one S- Sorry, at Sorry, How did your line got better. So your boss bumped your car as you're getting into work?
0: Yes, can you hear me now? Yes. Yes, what I'm saying is that my boss bumped my car. Mm-hmm. After bumping my car, he claims that I was the one at fault. And uh, after that, I went to take the footage. He doesn't know that I've got the footage. And uh, because he refused, and he's my uh, my manager, and obviously I didn't know how to deal with it, but the first thing they told me to go obviously, and get three quotations and have a third, a third person... In the meeting and after i give it to him and i don't know if maybe if he refuse and uh, that can i come to mm. you guys and after they go to the small claim sorry and yeah. after that apply for that or how can i go about it at the same time i'm thinking about my job at the same time because he's refusing and he's my boss and if i jump and jump the guns and because now we're not not in talking terms uh, uh, properly because of the incident that happened and yeah
1: mm. Yeah, I know. It's, it's it's sort of a catch-22
2: for you. Um, yeah. It, it, no, but you were the one who was talking about fairness and justice. <laughs> well, 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 no, no, no. Why, why is it catch-22 now? <laughs> no, I don't have the
1: catch-22 because I like, I, like, I like a good fight. Yeah. But it's not an easy fight for him because he also has to, one, fight for the repair of his car. And also worry about job
2: security. It's it's a it's a tough position. No, to be because in. of technicalities, his job is secure.
1: <laughs> All right. So 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 before before you I, we we deal with your with your question, Albert. There there is something that um, uh, is of interest. Uh, To me, uh, uh, Mr. Duplessis, I I, I, I understand that the Small Claims Court can adjudicate some matters but can't adjudicate some matters. So, to to, to be clear, other than the fact the 15,000 and the 20,000 rands later, what is excluded um, from being adjudicated or dealt with at the Small Claims Court? The Small
3: Claims Court Act specifically excludes uh, claims uh, where the dissolution of a marriage is requested, mm-hmm. uh, you cannot pursue a matter in a small claims court where the validity or the interpretation of a will uh, is sought. Mm-hmm. You can also not use the small claims court to uh, concerning the status of a person for the court to make a finding on the status of a person. And then um, you you cannot pursue a, uh, a decree for perpetual silence, for example. And then with regards to damages claims, uh, the Small Claims Court is not available for defamation claims. It's not available for mal- malicious prosecution, uh, wrongful imprisonment, uh, wrongful arrest, uh, or a breach of a promise to marry. And then, and then lastly, uh, you cannot pursue an interdict uh, in the Small Claims Court. But otherwise, uh, the Small Claims Court is available uh, to pursue a civil claim.
1: Can you uh, sue for defamation?
3: no you can't sue for defamation um, but let me give you an example let's say uh, you walk down the street and your neighbor's dog comes out and the dog bites you uh, and you therefore suffer um, physical harm so you have to uh you have to uh you know receive medical treatment um, but you also uh, were traumatized by this this situation uh you can sue in a small claims court for uh, the uh, medical expenses that you incurred and you can also add to that uh, a claim for for pain and suffering, as long as the two claims together uh, uh, does not exceed the the jurisdiction, the, the monetary jurisdiction of the small claims court. Uh, so to answer your question bluntly, for defamation, no, uh, but uh, for other claims, yes.
1: Okay, um, and then to Albert's question specifically,
3: yes. Look, he is in a difficult situation, but once again, I don't think he should be worried about uh, his position at work or that he might be fired. Or so there's there's lots of uh, processes that have to be followed if they want to pursue that avenue. Um, look, it's it's my experience, just life experience, that um, you know when you're confronted with a thing like that, um, to uh, to try and uh, orally sort it out normally. Uh, ends up in a situation where when one party agrees and one party disagrees. Mm. I think you should just straight away go fo- follow the yeah. formal procedure and say, listen, um, you know, if you if you if you don't uh, agree that uh, you caused the damage to my vehicle, then let's go through the formal press process. I'm handing you a letter of demand. I'm giving you 14 days to decide what you want to do. And uh, if you don't pay the claim, then I'm going to issue a summons and we'll deal with it in open court where both parties will be able to state their versions and uh, uh, an objective commissioner will be able to make a finding.
1: Um, Mm. And 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 this can be brought to... Um, the Small Claims Court?
3: Yes, as long as the amount that he's claiming is uh, of course not more than 15 or 20,000 rand from the 1st
2: of April. Mm. Um. You wanted to add? No, no, I, I just wanted to add the last part that he has added that I think the issue of quotations was in respect of trying to get the monetary value of the, of the damages that he's going to claim so mm. so that he is satisfied that on a reasonable interpretation from the three quotations the value is within the jurisdiction of the Small Claims Court. But
1: on the issue of
2: quotations,
1: if you go to the magistrate's court or a high court and you've got damages to your motor vehicle, yeah. you can't take quotations. You've got to get an assessor's report yeah. who's an expert um, at quantifying losses and damages to motor vehicle and the cost of repairs. And, and that's back to the technical point uh, 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 to say in the small claims court, would you then be required to bring an assessor who… You know, can cost you anything between four and six thousand rands, or 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 would it suffice to bring the quotations?
2: Well, because because of the nature of the process being inquisitorial and um, uh, not overly uh, not overly technical, I suppose even if you get quotations, the quotations are simply for you to be able to demonstrate to the to the commissioner the reasonableness of your claim. Uh, that my claim is um, is twenty thousand. It cost me twenty thousand to um uh to 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 repair the vehicle. So it, it is it is not only your say so that says the value of the damages is, is, is twenty thousand. And therefore, I want twenty thousand. I, I, I would suppose that that should ordinarily be be sufficient to persuade the the commissioner that you have established um, uh, the basis upon which you are you are asking for whatever you are claiming as the the money the value for the damages, Mr. Duplessis. It's it's, it's it's can I just go with with
1: a quotation in a small claims court?
3: Look, I must be quite and frank with you. As I said earlier, the law, the strict laws of evidence don't apply. Mm. Uh, you still you still probably you're still going to probably have to show that your the amount that you're claiming is fair, it's reasonable, it's market mm. related. But you don't have to, like in the magistrate's court, call uh, an assessor uh, an affidavit by the panel beater uh, saying that the, um, mm. the amount is fair and reasonable, you know, should suffice. I've had many cases in Tembisa where uh, the plaintiff will come with these Um I, I recall a case not so long ago where the vehicle in dispute was a 1978 uh, Ford F-250 Bucky. And I mean, you don't get those driving around on the roads anymore, and you just quite frankly don't get parts for those, mm. for those vehicles. And he brought with him an affidavit from a, 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 a panel beater in Tempisa, and the and the deponent the of the affidavit said, I'm the owner of a chop shop. I work with the uh, vehicle prices on a daily basis. Um, you, I, I I, have a tail light for a Ford 1978, Ford F-250, uh bucky, and you're not going to get it anywhere else, so if I tell you it costs 300 rand, it costs 300 <laughs> and You know, that's the best evidence that's placed before the court. If the defendant doesn't counter that in some way, I'm going to accept it, and I'm going to give, I'm going to grab judgment in that situation.
1: Hmm. It, it's, <laughs> let, let's let's take a break, but but I'm not sure, I think, I'm, <laughs> you know, like, I, I asked a question that I, I, I must confess, I can't answer, because I think there's you know it's, there's there's a lot of convenience that comes with the absence of technicalities but also a lot of risks yes that that presents so i'm i'm still a I'm little i'm glad bit, you're coming home <laughs> no 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 i'm nowhere i'm not with you i'm not with you uh, you know i could be on the other side you know because like can you imagine trying to bring somebody from a chop shop yeah. in a high court so, no 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 chop shop yeah. And I, know I sell these you know it's it wouldn't have happened yeah. and justice might have been delayed if not frustrated we're taking a break and uh, when we come back um we have 20 minutes to take your calls don't phone in the last two minutes phone now 086 0000959 know your rights know the law the law report with michael mitzvahning bill welcome back to the law report i'm still in conversation with ngobisi tamil as well as uh, mr Henry uh Duplessis. he's a commissioner senior commissioner um uh, at the small claims court as well as a senior magistrate's uh magistrate and uh, he's based at the Temisa sub magistrates court so any questions that you have for any of my guests relating to your small claim or whatever dispute that you might have that relates to small claims do you give us a shot oh eight six double zero double zero nine five nine now there's there's something that that is you know obviously um one of the biggest problems, and I think every Chief Justice that comes in is trying to worry about dealing with matters quickly and speedily to make sure that to sue somebody doesn't take a year or two. What, what What's the turnaround time for the small claims court? So if I go today and I wait my 14 days, when am I likely to get a court date? That's for you, Mr. Duplessis. <clears throat> yeah,
3: well... Um after the 14 days, you come back to the clerk of the court. A summons is then issued. Um, the, the rule simply prescribes that the other party must get 10 days notice with regards to the summons. Mm-hmm. You have to take into account that it still has to be served either by the sheriff or by the plaintiff or his representative. So you, you need to add another 10 or so days. So theoretically, um, you know, if you go there today, um, month in a week, a month in two weeks, your court, your matter is set out for hearing and uh, it will be dealt with in court um, and it could be finalized on that night you know 80 um, percent of the small camps court cases uh, are finalized on the on the same day that they uh, are set
1: on for trial. To what extent do you conciliate matters if at all? I know I know, conciliation is something that is big with labor disputes where um, a good percentage of labor disputes are resolved at conciliation stage where, yes, yes. where a commissioner comes in and says well, I don't want to judge. You guys try to see if you can get an agreement.
3: Well, sometimes it's not just you know forcing the party into into a settlement of some kind. Um, you know, it's my personal experience. The, the, the longer you are a commissioner, uh, you know, the the better you are at sussing out the situation and 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 and, and you know dealing with it. Uh, many times, if you call the matter. And you ask a simple question to the defendant as to, you know, uh, before we go to trial, i just like to establish what the factual disputes are. Uh, why do you say you don't owe this amount? And, you know, what is your defense going to be? And then, you know, six out of ten times the defendant will say, no, 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 but I admit the claim. And I know that I owe the money. I just want to pay it off in instalments, you mm, know. And mm, then mm. one can immediately go into the process of of uh, of, of making an order that the judgment debt be paid in instalments, you know. Um, so there is a lot of mediation. Um, a lot of uh, you know w- we work a lot with burial societies where um, where claims are repudiated for absolutely technical reasons. Really? the the lady did not attend a funeral, the, the constitution says uh, um, a member must attend two th- funerals a month and must peel potatoes at one of the funerals, and now the lady hasn't peeled potatoes at one funeral, and now she institutes a, a claim for a burial, and they repudiate it. Then one needs to Sit down and, 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 and try and, and mediate and say, but listen, do you think this is, uh, this is morally acceptable to a repudiate, claim, a repudiate a claim because somebody didn't peel potatoes? And in many instances, one can then convince um, the Burial Society to relook at the claim and, 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 and perhaps meet each other halfway or something like that. So many of the small claims court cases don't necessarily proceed to trial uh, or are. Uh, settled uh, or, or there's an amicable, amicable agreement reached during the trial without the necessity of the court having to make a specific finding in the matter.
1: I know we've spoken a lot about lawsuits between people and and your your example about a burial society sparked a, a, a thought in my head. Can you sue a company at the small claims court?
3: Yes, let me just make it very clear um, uh, a plaintiff in the small claims court can only be a, na- a natural person so uh, a company or a, or a, 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 a you know, a association or so uh, cannot be the plaintiff in the small claims court. Uh, a legal entity cannot be the plaintiff in the small claims court, but a legal entity can be a defendant in the small claims court. So any natural person can sue a, a legal entity, which will include uh, an association or a burial society or a partnership or so. Um, and then there's also provision that uh, even though uh, a legal entity cannot sue as plaintiff in the small claims court, if they are sued as in a defendant and they have a counterclaim, then the case law stipulates that that legal entity can proceed with a counterclaim in the small claims court as long as the counterclaim doesn't exceed the, the monetary jurisdiction of the uh, of the small claims court. So, uh, so a defendant can, uh, a legal entity can be a defendant. And if uh, the legal entity is a defendant, that defendant can institute the counterclaim.
1: Interesting, quite interesting. I mean, that that would, you know, I, um, I'm not sure to what extent it would sue these these small claims about, you know, you've fallen in the shop um, or you've fallen in a mall. Um, Yeah, it's, it's, I, I, I you, know, you know, and that's why earlier on I asked the question about the extent to which it is used. In other words, to what extent does a public engage? Because if you can, you know, I can imagine you know, there's one component of natural people having claims against other natural people. But claims of natural people having against juristic person then just opens a whole, a whole sort of list of possibilities and 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 one would wonder if it's if it's adequately used
2: yeah no i, I think you make a very good point that um you walking in a mall you yeah. fall and the medical expenses are less than 20000 you should be able to approach this the this the system and, and
1: and and i guess it yeah. wouldn't work because there's an exclusion you can't sue the state can you so so for example potholes yeah i mean you know having to appoint a lawyer to sue for potholes for for your 4000 rand ties seems a little bit on the not so with your while side of things but if you could simply go to the small claims court that would make a difference but as i understand you can't sue the state there can you
3: um can i can i come in here and just clarify the yeah. uh, issue um uh, you know before the advent of our democracy in 1996 mm. um, the small claims court clearly stipulated that you cannot sue the state but the state there referred to a national government and provincial government, mm. and it did not include semi-state organizations
1: like DELCOM it's and, yeah. and so on. Oh, yeah. But you, uh, before
3: that, uh, the, the, the municipalities were successfully sued in the small claims court right up to 1996 for pothole damage, for, uh, you know, if a municipal bus caused you uh, damage or you tripped over a pavement or whatever. When the when the new constitution came into play, um, it introduced um, uh, a new definition to uh, an organ of state, and all of a sudden now local government became part of an organ of state, and the impression was created that uh, okay, from now you can't sue the the municipalities in the small claims court. But I must be quite frank and honest with you. I don't think that is the end of the matter. There is there is two schools of thought. Yeah. Uh, and it is currently a school of thought uh, that is um, supported by two appellate division cases which make it very clear that um, because the definition of organ of state is not clear uh, and because um, you uh, could previously assume municipalities that it is still possible to assume municipalities uh, in the small claims court and I I've had um, a few of those cases uh, which in Johannesburg. Uh, a few a few months ago, there was a, a case in Cape Town where a municipal bu- where a, a defendant uh, crashed into the back of a plaintiff. Plaintiff then sued the defendant for damages, but the defendant's defence was no. But the municipal bus behind me pushed me into you. Mm. The only uh, problem with with a claim against the municipality is that um, there is an additional. Uh, a notice that has to be sent out in terms of legislation uh, to warn the municipality before you can sue them in the Mm -hmm. small claims court but um, at the moment we don't have a reported decision from the high court so the small small claims court
1: court, if you go now can't say no because it hasn't yeah uh, it hasn't quite been decided the, the,
3: the, the clerk will have to issue that summons the commissioner will have to entertain that claim and the commissioner will have to hear from the municipality on what legal basis do they say they cannot be sued and on what legal basis do they say they are part of the state. And these two appellate, decision, appellate, appellate decisions make it clear that you can sue the municipality because the municipality is not necessarily, uh, in the true sense of the word, the state.
1: Mm. Um, Interesting. Let's, the, take, let's take some calls. Uh, Mpoy, you calling from Johannesburg. Good evening.
6: Yeah, how are you doing?
1: I'm good, how are you?
6: I'm good, thanks. I just you know, got interested in the topic that you are discussing, and I've got an, you know, an issue with a friend of mine. Um, he's got a business, and he had a problem with his car. Mm-hmm. So he took, he took my car, and um, he said, can I you know, use it for a week? And I said, okay, it's fine, you can use it for a week. And then he started you know, delaying bringing the car back. And I said to him, <laughs> look, I'm going to charge you for... Uh, for bringing for you know for taking my car for too long, and then he said, No, you know what, wait, I'm still you know sorting out my car problems. And I said, I'm going to charge you, and I kept on telling reminding him, I'm going to charge you for um for using my car. And then eventually, um, then I sent him an invoice on the seventh month <laughs> to say, Look, pay me, um, this is how much you owe me. And then he said, Okay, you know what um yeah I'm, i think i'm 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 in a process of you know being being able to pay you for the month okay. of 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 me using the, your car and then and then he said no i'm waiting for a deal to come through and then once that deal is come through then we'll be able to discuss the the rental you know for your car and then 12 months later 12 uh, months he, he, yes 12 months later he brought my car back and he said you know what um sorry i i have to go and buy another car Sing and then, he, then yeah <laughs> <laughs> so he went and bought another car, and then I'm sitting here and saying, "Oh man, man, you owe me thirty thousand 30, rand for using my car for the last 12 months, and he, he says, "No, he, uh, he will not pay me." So do I have the legal uh, leg to you know to stand on in terms of uh, getting my claims paid mm-hmm. by my friend yeah. uh, and is there a prospect of succeeding in this thing?
1: And I'm guessing I uh, phone.
6: Hey, I got my calls, I got my emails. Nothing, no
2: WhatsApp, nothing. Uh, yeah, let's see how we can help. Uh, yeah, Mike, quick. you say we should not do, do technicalities and so forth, but but look, mm. th- there's no agreement on the on the amount. Yeah. So how do you get to 30, to, to thirty thousand? Yeah. Because it, it's a discussion about I'm going to start charging you. I'm going to start charging you, mm. and there's no. It's the typical, uh, and there's no, Vodacom versus Makate said you must have a deadlock breaking mechanism if you don't agree on the price. So in in their instance, they didn't don't have a deadlock breaking mechanism. Mm. Um, I don't know whether in this interest of fairness and justice in, this, in the in the in the small claims court, but start. this is
1: not even a small claims matter. And, and yeah, and, but, and, and, and well, because, you
2: could you could reduce the figure.
1: Well, I guess you could, but but you know, one of the things that that, that the difficulty you're going to have, Empor, is is that you want to assert that there was a contract, Yeah. and for there to have been contract, you need to fulfil five things. One of them is. An agreement insofar well, there's consensus. You need to understand that I'm renting this car to you. The other one is that you need to agree on price. Yeah. And and at some point in your story, I thought, well, you might have fulfilled the requirements when you said he agreed to pay you. He said, yeah, no, I think I think I'll be in a position to pay you at some point. Yeah. But but if you didn't, you know. So the question that I had in in my mind, and I think you you you've you've spotted it, Mdilo, uh, is did you agree that? Did, did you say charge uh, or did you say charge i three thousand Did you agree on the value? Uh, no, we didn't agree on the amount. Mm. The, the agreement was charge. Then he says, no, it's fine. Mm.
6: You can charge me, but now I can't pay you now.
1: So, so, so and I mean, then, I mean, assuming we're not lawyers, somebody could also come yeah. And say, yeah, I will to charge. I mean, I you charge you one rand. Okay, you, you understand? So yeah, give you, you one rand.
6: Then pay one rent. Okay, yeah,
1: he's Yeah. Okay. So,
6: you know yeah. But pay something, you know, that's what I'm asking. Yeah. Pay something. You said you will you said yes five, but pay something.
1: But I'm sure you can also um I'm I'm sure you outside of contract, it's it's a pity it's a pity we're getting we're getting this delicious question four minutes before the conclusion of the show and another caller as well who came in at the sa- around the same time as you so this is a law report guys phone early because it you know that's a it's like the curse of the show where we get all the good calls towards the end of the show and we we aren't afforded an opportunity to help as many of you. But we want to see if we can. You know, it's it's it, it. seems to me you might be able to yeah, stretch yeah. it around unjustified enrichment yeah. or something. Or you know, so you can work. You know, that's a that's a nice. That's why that, that's why you need lo- lawyers because we find a way to say this is the basis for the liability. Yeah. You can't just take my car against my will. And and I think that failing which he stole your car, at yeah. at, at some level he used your car without without your, your permission because he enjoyed authority to use a car at a point and at some point he would have ceased to have authority so if nothing at all you might you might have some other recourse that's quite interesting
2: no he does now, just what is just and equitable what is yeah. in the public interest and but, but if you take my car policy, and, and yeah. you essentially
1: don't bring it back yeah you, you have now deprived me of my possession without my consent. Yeah. Because yeah. my consent was for a defined period. So, so Mpo, you, 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 you might, there, there might be a way, um, you, just a little bit more thought is required. Nozuko, let's see if we can help you in three minutes. Hello.
5: Hi, my brother. How are you? I'm
1: very good. Thank you. How are you?
5: I'm cool as well. Uh, I'm calling on behalf of my aunt. He mm-hmm. had um, a problem with his Kia, 2010 Kia. Mm-hmm. Then he took it to um, a certain mechanic back home in Queenstown. It was last year August.
1: He took it to he certain a mechanical
5: Mechanics, yeah. mechanic sure, guy. Mechanics, yeah, sure, sure, Yes, a mechanic guy to mm-hmm. fix to fix the car. Was said a problem with the engine.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: Then we took it for inspection before we took it to this guy. Took here. They said the engine is knocked off. Mm-hmm. Then this guy took it last year August he charged him 19.7 19700. Mm-hmm. That was last year August. Mm-hmm. Then he said I'm gonna buy a, a second hand engine. I've sent um I've, I've sent uh, the, 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 the 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 request for a quote from Port Elizabeth. Then after two weeks the engineers came. Then he said uh when he came it was a wrong engine. Then he try to fix it up until today. Mm. When we call
1: his phone, uh, it's not me cutting you. It's it's really um, the telecoms companies, and uh, we lost you for a bit. Yes, when you called,
5: when when we normally call him, he would tell you stories. No, the car is not ready. You will be ready tomorrow. Come and fetch your car tomorrow. Mm. Then, we, when tomorrow comes, he will send you a WhatsApp no the car is not ready I've picked up another problem Mm. up until last week when he said no I cannot fix the car anymore then my uncle is demanding for his 19.7 and then the guy saying no 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 no, I'm gonna I'm gonna deposit the money yesterday he said the money was not deposited even today and
1: is he doing this is it saying this on SMS or is just on the phone
5: on the phone, and then there's there are also
1: some WhatsApp messages. Okay, good. I think that you you got you got yourself a very nice case. Um, uh-huh. you, you've heard how small claims court will take your SMSs, yeah. your telephone recordings, and whatever. So you yes, got yourself. The, re-
5: the recordings were not done. It's
1: only the WhatsApps. Yeah, but I mean, he he's not listening. Uh, to the show hopefully so you can still record him you can still build up your case but well, just wait for the jurisdiction to
2: increase to 19.
1: and and that's my other worry because yeah. now you're going to be asking for because you need to ask for the car right. and the 19,000 back at the same time yeah uh, um uh, can you can you help mr duplicy very quickly, specific performance because now there's there's an issue of i want specific performance i want the car back that's that's one cause of action and then the other one is i want my 19,000 rand runs back
3: Um, hmm. The the, the problem is that uh, if you pursue a claim for specific performance in the small claims court you have to have an alternative claim for damages uh, uh, as to the value of the vehicle, mm. and um, you know, the value is probably going to be much more than twenty thousand rand in this respect. Sure. So um, the the lady will it will be good to try and get the vehicle back in in some way, just physically get possession of the vehicle. Yes, uh, and then pursue uh, a claim for the amount that was paid in respect of the vehicle. But um, you know, they're going to have to take no. it to another mechanic, get quotations, and 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 prove that uh, you know. Uh, there was no proper work done to the engine and, and to yeah. what extent, the, what amount they will be entitled to claim back of the amount that they've already paid. So mm. the second portion they'll, they'll be able to pursue in the small plans court quite effectively. But uh, specific
1: performance might be a problem, yeah. But it looks like you've just proposed something that's quite workable. Just, you know, you can just, uh, no, you could just go and ask for your car back. And if he thinks he wants to give you a run around about the money, you can just go to the small claims court. That way, you've taken two potential disputes, reduced them into one. All right, wish you the best of luck on that. Thank you to uh, my guest, Mr. Duplessis. Thank you so much for, for sharing um, your evening with us. Thank you. And uh, also, to you, uh, I'm not going to be sick next week. I'm not going to be unavailable next week. I'm going to be here. There's no fuckhead. <laughs> I'm blocking him. Uh, I'm blocking him. Um, uh, i just secure my employment. There's no fuckhead. There's <laughs> no But Thank you, brother. Always a pleasure. And uh, to you, Afropolitan, thank you. Um, I'm back again. I'm back again. I'm back again <laughs> next Wednesday. <laughs> Good night.
3: Quotations and and prove that, uh, you know, there was no proper work done to the engine and, and to yeah. what extent, the, what amount they will be entitled to claim back of the amount that they've already paid. So mm. the second portion they'll they'll be able to pursue in the small plans court quite effectively, but uh, specific performance
1: uh, might be a problem. Yeah, But it it looks like you've just proposed something that's quite workable. Just, you know, you can just, uh, Nozuko, just go and ask for your car back. And if he thinks he wants to give you a run around about the money, you can just go to the small claims court. That way, you've taken two potential disputes, reduced them into one. All right, wish you the best of luck on that. Thank you to uh, my guest, Mr. Duplessis. Thank you so much for for sharing um, your evening with us. Thank you. And uh, also, to you, uh, I'm not going to be sick next week. I'm not going to oh, be shit. unavailable next week. I'm going to be here. There's no Vakant. <laughs> I'm blocking him. Uh. I'm blocking him. I want to secure my employment. There's <laughs> no Vakant. <fuck-hand. laughs> There's no <big> <laughs> But Thank you, brother. Always a pleasure. And uh, to you, Afropolitan. thank you. Um, I'm back again. I'm back again. <laughs> I'm back again next Wednesday. <laughs> Good night.
0: Rewinding Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Visit kayafm.co.za for more.